0: Hello and welcome to Performance Marketing Unlocked. We are talking all about the Super Bowl this week. In this episode, we are talking with Kyle Christensen, CMO at Splash. And he has previously worked at Facebook, Netflix, National Geographic. So he is very well placed on to talk about entertainment and connecting with his viewers. We're going to talk about when advertisers should be advertising for the Super Bowl and how college football sponsorships have shaken up the marketing game. And don't forget, we only have a few weeks left until PMW Unlocked 2024. It is the most important event in your performance marketing calendar, a two-day extravaganza event with a star-studded lineup of speakers, multiple different stages, and it's on the 5th and 6th of March. So if you haven't already got a ticket, get one now. So Kyle, thank you very much for joining us today on the Performance Marketing Unlocked podcast. Uh, are you looking forward to the Super Bowl? Are you a big a big watcher of it every year?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, as a Broncos fan, it pains me to see the Chiefs continue to try and make it to the Super Bowl, but absolutely. Um, and we'll actually be on the grounds uh, for the week leading up to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas meeting with our you know investors and brands and stuff like that. So Yeah, it's always fun. Been lucky enough to go to a few. Um, And yes, it's the the biggest sporting event uh, of the year in the US.
0: I mean, it's huge. I mean, it travels over to the the UK. I think we've got our alarm set for 11.30 on Sunday night to to tune in as well. Um, And as we say, it's not just the sporting game, is it? It's the advertising game as well. So lots to, uh, you know, be watching for. And we'll get into in a little bit the kind of what brands should be doing, you know, in this kind of... Uh, lead up to the event. I know you mentioned that you're going to be on the ground the week preceding it. But firstly, just to start us off, which brands will be getting your attention this year? Who are you looking forward to seeing?
1: Yeah, you know, listen, it's probably a little bit of, you know, business related and selfishly, you know, just (laughs) what I want to look to as a marketer or as a consumer. Um, But of course, all the gaming platforms, I think, you know, as you may have mentioned former CMO of PointsBet, who was acquired by Fanatics. And, you know, as part of that past life, uh, we we're always watching and seeing what the great competitors were doing, uh, you know, the Fan Duels, the prize picks, you know, the BetMGM, stuff like that. So be curious to see how they're showing up. I think uh, if anybody's been watching any sports in the US, you cannot miss those advertisements. So curious to see how they show out. Um, they've always been leaning on sort of, you know, free bets and celebrity endorsements. I would like to hope and see them innovate a little bit more. So keen to see that. Um, and then one of the focuses uh, for us selfishly as a business at Splash Inc. is on partnerships, right? So in the past, we've partnered with brands such as Jack Links, TaylorMade, uh, the NBA and charities like Movember. So seeing who's out there from a cpg or a membership or a product pov that we could potentially partner with down the line Uh, i'm always keen to see obviously ai i mean what's a podcast without mentioning ai so seeing (laughs) who's going to show up there um and then you know just as a, a good old consumer like who's gonna make me cry who's gonna make me laugh who's gonna make me say wtf all of those good things so yeah i mean it is uh it's must see tv both on and off the field
0: yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned partnerships there. I mean, celebrities—it's c- not a Super Bowl without it just being filled with celebrities. But then we also see a lot of like brand characters come to play then as well, and you know we see how that kind of works in the advertising. But let's talk about you—you you mentioned some CPG brands, and you mentioned earlier about you know you're going to be on the—you uh, uh, know on on the ground the week leading up to it. But at this time of the year, how should these brands be preparing for the Super Bowl?
1: two parts you know i think one is obviously you need to land whatever that that sales motion is what you want your consumer to take away you know whether that's brand awareness um lead generation launching a new product ultimately all driving towards revenue um but i'm curious to see who's got a really compelling idea that extends beyond the super bowl so one of the things that we always think about and really focus on is community and i think frankly that's the brilliance of sports and gaming um is that you can do a contest for the super bowl or you can have your friends do a super bowl squares contest in a house um or you could you know be a cpg brand and have a great promo to enter into their contest and you know all of these great things but like it's what what do you do after that how do you continue to follow that up and build that because that is really the definition of community that some group of people or some brand or whatever it is you could come back to over and over and over again um I get, that's the brilliance of sports in general but i would really look at the super bowl as a launching point to continue to have that conversation throughout the year and that can lead all the way up to the next nfl season um, it's very cyclical and how all of these things come together so you know whether it's organizing a super bowl theme contest and giveaway to encourage like your community participation offering prizes that align with the super bowl and theme whether it's the party the game itself um, influencer collaborations like you had mentioned shareable content uh, but it all really stems in my opinion on following up with that brand promise right because i mean i know from experience you spend a lot of money not only buying that ad spot but developing the ad the iterations with the agency you know maximizing your surrounding media and all those sort of things so you really want to deliver on the promise uh, that extends well beyond that moment.
0: I mean it's interesting because I mean obviously everyone really talks about what you're doing leading up to it it's interesting that you've you know clarified the bit afterwards as well Super Bowl's not just a one-time fling with your with your consumer is it it's a, it's a long-lasting relationship you've got to keep up that communication as we know is what makes for any good relationship if we talk about your uh your experience as you know you've been a head marketer at facebook and netflix and other brilliant entertainment platforms how does that relate to marketing brands around sports events are there any main similarities or differences
1: yeah i think so you know i'll I'll talk about two things one at facebook and one at netflix but it really goes back to what i was just talking about and that's extending the story i think I've been coming out of some of these events you know, with some of the larger brands, um, and they keep talking about moving into this community space and telling the story and being very relatable as a brand to their consumers, versus what I would say is kind of shifting out of the performance marketing era um, and relying on some of these platforms to really do the work for you. You know how have to go back and tell an authentic story um so how do you extend that one of the things that we focused on and showed up in the super bowl when my time at meta was around facebook groups and what was so cool and unique about it was these communities and honestly literally anything you can think of there's a facebook group for that um so much so that we almost made that our tagline uh, with our partners (laughs) at widen um but what we really noticed at the end of the day is like and that's where our more together tagline came from it's just just like these people coming together and at first they come to a group because they have a need, but they stick around because everybody's so nice and helpful. And that turns into being somebody who wants to help other people. Cause there's always a new person that comes in. So whether, you know, some of the groups that we feature were like women who climb, um, stay at home dads, uh, you know, gardening for rookies, things like this, where you come in you're like, how the hell do I do this? Oh, X, Y, and Z. Oh, great. And then somebody comes in with that exact same question. We were like, well, that's really cool. And then obviously you can continue to tell that story over and over and over again, mapping to the really big media moments that you want to show up. So that's how we thought about it at Meta. Um, and, you know, I think it worked incredibly well. And obviously, Facebook Groups is a, a great product uh, within the the Facebook app. But I think that extends across a lot of different platforms. Um, at Netflix, it was a really unique challenge. So I was part of the early team that launched Netflix original films. And the narrative at that time was, you know, Netflix only had really old movies or these really obscure, like direct to DVD, direct to, you know, streaming at the time. Um, and that, you know, like it just wasn't great. Right. But we are starting to get, and as you can see today, um, they're getting really, you know, a talent, you know, great stories, blah, blah, blah. But that wasn't the the theme at the time. And so a lot of our job and kicking it off, you know, again, in this moment was about dispelling those early narratives around our films. So we leaned into this kind of theme that was like, what makes a movie a movie? And we talked to our talent, we talked to consumers, we talked to critics, and they all had a different answer. But we kind of came back and brought it all together and said, that's sort of what makes a movie a movie is that everybody has their own opinions, and some people want to go see it in the theater's other want to watch it with their significant other on a couch um, and you know never leave home. but the really the magic of it all is storytelling, and obviously, you can do that at any point in time, and so kind of landing this larger theme of like we are lovers of movies, and we're gonna do whatever we can to make sure it gets to the most people uh was we used the super bowl as a moment to kick that off but you can continue to tell that story you know through the end of time so those were two examples of how we thought about it from you know my past lives now if you're a cpg company i would just really think through how does this extend to march madness to golf majors to the next nfl season like what's that story to tell um i was just recently catching up with uh, my old CMO at National Geographic, who's now the CMO at H&R Block. And she had a great answer to more or less this question. And she's like, listen, it's tax season. We want people to sign up and use our platform, of course. But what we do afterwards is follow up with those people who got a nice tax return and say, hey, what'd you do with that? And one was like, going to buy a refrigerator. One of them's going to go on vacation. You know, one of them's going to finally you know, go out and visit the great upper Northwest or whatever it is, right? There's like a really cool story to tell. And like finding and tracking that people is that, yes, in that moment, tax season, get in there. We really want to sell our products, but this is like what our product unlocks for you down the line, I think is really cool.
0: It's interesting to see when you speak about those three different but huge entertainment companies uh, and the kind of the, the, almost like the drawing board beginnings of whether, what is your tagline going to be or kind of like, what's your goal going to be? And they all sound quite similar in that kind of respect when you kind of are, you know, brainstorming in that kind of way. I mean, what is it like? I mean, I know we're trying to do this as a speedy episode, but what's it kind of like at the beginning stages?
1: Well, here's what I'd say. It's not like the magic of, you know, a couple brilliant marketers thinking of this stuff as much as I would like to say it is. (laughs) It is getting in and talking to the customer and listening to their stories. You know, at the end of the day, I think it is a marketer's, it's a business job to listen to their customers and what they want um, and either try and deliver it to them or get them into a place where they feel comfortable with what we're giving them. Um, And yeah, I think in every single one of those instances, we were sitting around and talking to customers and, you know, a couple of them just really stood out. We're like, wow, like we don't need to come up with a great tagline or, you know, a song and dance. We just need to tell that story because at the end of the day, you know, I think as a consumer outside of the big brand world now, um, it's hard to relate. And so why not just tell relatable stories? And basically you remove yourself as a corporation or an entity and just as a relatable product that helps you unlock certain things. So I think that's how we approached it. And I would just advise anybody to approach it is just by listening to your customers and and how they've used it in great ways.
0: Well, brilliant. Let's go, let's go back to the... Uh... Well, not quite the Super Bowl, but college football sponsorships have taken quite an interesting turn over the last kind of six months to a year as well. And I know you wanted to come and talk about Pop-Tarts and what they've done as well. So how has uh, college football shaken up the marketing game in this this sense as well?
1: Well, there's two things. One, I listen, I think it's brilliant that Pop-Tarts, Cheez-Its, you know, in, in early days, Dr. Pepper incorporating themselves into like halftime contests and stuff like that it just makes it more fun and again, relatable as a brand um, versus, you know, talking to you're talking with somebody. So I always find that really fun and compelling and uh, tip of the cap to anybody who's willing to take that risk, even though it's not a risk. Um, Just again, like having some fun with it, like not being as serious. The other thing That's really interesting to me. And I'm a Colorado Buffaloes fan. So if you've paid any attention to college football this year, Coach Prime's taken over everything. Him and his kids are on every other commercial. But it's really like the NIL stuff in general and allowing players to monetize what they're doing. Now, how does that change the game as a college football fan? A TBD. Uh, But on the other side of the house, when you have sort of this – this great swath of players and personalities and everybody sort of coming in and out of their amateur status, but able to monetize it. It's another way to reach a younger audience. You know, one of the things at Splash Inc. that we're talking through right now is like, how do we make sure to responsibly reach a younger consumer um, without, you know, kind of like overextending ourselves? Um, And I just think it's, it's really cool to see a lot of these People with great talent um being able to not only monetize, but insert themselves into a conversation they otherwise would have to be more or less muted about. So um those are kind of the things I'm keeping an eye on. It's it's really like to use a sports analogy, the the first quarter of a lot of these things. And so let's let's see where it goes. Um but yeah, I think it, it's really cool to find these moments and times and opportunities where everybody is is watching and inserting your brand in a fun way.
0: Uh, that's got to be something that's said so frequently on this podcast. Is let's see what happens, you know, <laughs> like with the emergence of so many different technologies or new types of marketing. It's always like, yeah, it's look, it looks interesting. Let's keep an eye on that and just see what happens. But before we, uh, you know, let you go to the rest of rest of your day over in the U.S., everyone wants to know is there a secret to success? And so I wanted to ask you if there's something that you think is more overrated. What what should people get rid of when it comes to Super Bowl advertising?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I think it's the gimmicks. It's a little bit of the reliance on celebrities to deliver a message and sort of all the things I think a, a good marketer knows, but you still fall into traps and I'm guilty of this too. You know, you kind of lean on a celebrity and think it's going to unlock something or you've seen it done before and you see how can it transfer over to my industry. Um, but listen, the consumers aren't stupid, right? At the end of the day, they know exactly what they want and they're going to go out and find it hell or high water. So, you know, how do you continue to think through that? And I, it just all goes back to talking to the customer, understanding their pain points, seeing how you can deliver that for us. At Splash Inc., It's really about delivering communities, whether it's a, a free to play game, whether you're a brand that wants to, you know, play games with their community. Um, or actually play for real money. You know, we have that opportunity on one of our platforms as well. Uh, you know, our co-founder always tells the story about how he, you know, he graduated from school and it was about 20 of his closest friends, started a fantasy league, and now it's ballooned to about 35, 40 people. But, you know, they they all have kids and you know lives and and things that wouldn't allow them to do the things that they were able to do in their <laughs> 20s. Um, but, you know, every year around that same time, they get together and go out and it, they spend two or three days getting their fantasy lineup up and, you know, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and you, you wouldn't trade that for the world. And so that's what we think really brings community together is, is these sports and games. So.
0: Well, there's lots to look forward to over the next coming days as we uh, head towards the Super Bowl. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. And if you did like the episode, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So connect with us on social, send us an email and subscribe at performancemarketingworld.com to keep on top of all the trends, news and analysis from the performance marketing world. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye.